This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. And here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it Watch out. comes. And there's no doubt about it. The Bear has come out of hibernation. With your hosts, score golf expert and editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin. Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. And Mike Esposito. In your life have you seen anything like that? Johnny, that's better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. And good morning, everybody. Welcome in to the scorecard. We are presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Pleased to be here with you. And pleased to be alongside my partner, Barry Cronin. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Michael. How's it going? It is going well. We uh, hope to have a nice day out here today. We hope the rain stays away and uh, hope that people can get out and uh, and get their tea times in. Uh, I know it's uh, had a little drizzle here and there, but it's shaping up, I think, to be a, a very nice day and a nice weekend. So, I uh, hope you can get out there. I know you got out there this week. We want to talk about that in a in a little bit, but uh, uh, lots going on. We have uh, we have the FedEx uh, St. Jude Invitational going on down in Memphis. Lots of stuff to talk about there. Uh, but I think uh, how do we not start with the Olympics? Right, uh, Nellie Corda from uh, yeah. Florida, U.S. sweeps the. She won the uh, Olympic gold medal for the United States. Uh, and she uh, now uh, the United States have won the two gold medals at the Olympics. So uh, uh, she she had a second round 62 that pretty much carried her uh, through the uh, through the tournament, and uh, and uh, she actually was tied at one point on the front nine uh, uh, 
I, I hesitate to say today. I don't know if it's yesterday, today, or tomorrow in Japan right now, well, but I think it's tomorrow, actually, of course, or, or later today, whatever time it is. It is, and, yeah, uh, tonight, or, yeah, tonight. It's Let's tonight, right? So, she, yes. so she's, she's partying right now. That's correct. And and uh, and uh, anyway, and she uh, she came back uh, to win. So good for her, and uh, and uh, good for the. And of course, there was a playoff for the silver medal, and uh, uh, Moni and Nami, I believe, from uh, Japan, which is big deal. They she won the uh, sure. she won the playoff hole against Lydia Ko, who took bronze, uh, her second Olympic medal. She was a, a silver medalist last time. And uh, so, all in all, uh, J- uh, second place, Monet is a, uh, a Japanese golfer, so that was great for them, for the uh, nation of Japan, where Hideki Matsuyama just missed out on a medal uh, last week. So, uh, so it was uh, terrific. And uh, I don't know how many people in the United States watched it because uh, live, because, man, oh, man, uh, that's a middle-of-the-night type of situation. So Yeah. Uh, but anyway, good for them. And, uh, and, uh, and the Olympics, I can't believe they're almost over. It's tomorrow. So... Uh, so anyway, the Olympics yeah. are over, and the key thing is they beat the weather, Mike. They were really uh, under yeah. threat of they were they were thinking about uh, that 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 final round might have gotten rained out, so uh, it, it did not, and that enabled Lydia Ko to make her uh, her push to the uh, to the medal stand. So um, it was good for her. Yeah, and and we talked we've talked about Nelly on the show before. So she is the first player, man or woman to win a major and an Olympic gold medal in the same year. She won the KPMG Women's PGA Championship two months ago. Uh, she's won three of the past four individual tournaments. And now, Olympic gold medalist. Not a bad little uh, 2021 there for, for Miss Nellie Korda. I think, Absolutely. Uh, what did you do when, the, when you were 23 years old, Mike? I mean, come on. <laughs> get with the program. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she... she <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Nellie... <laughs> go ahead. I was just going to say, I might have still been up at uh, 6.05 a.m., but from the night before, and certainly wasn't winning <laughs> winning Olympic gold medals. <laughs> All right, well, I, ho- I hope the kids are asleep so that they don't hear that. Yes, they uh, are. But uh, she was uh, world number one, obviously, for a reason, and her older sister, Jessica, very proud of her. They, uh, they live down in the uh, uh, Sarasota area, down in Florida, Bradenton, the IMG Academy. Of course, their father, uh, uh, a... Uh, pro tennis player so uh, uh genetically the you know runs in the family so it's all good yeah and and so uh and you mentioned the on the men's side and we talked about this last week i mean kudos to to xander shoffley the gold medal winner for the united states um the the uh intrigue was there he certainly he he, he had a chance uh at the masters uh, that didn't go his way i refresh our our listeners' memory—they probably remember anyway. Uh, well, sure. I, I think if you—if you're a golfer and you were watching the Masters, you remember Xander was right there, uh, playing with Hideki in the in the final pairing yeah. at, at Augusta, and uh, they got to the 16th hole, and um, you thought, "Wow, this could be really special for Xander," and he he uh, he rinsed one in the in the water in the pond at uh, the mm-hmm. 16th hole there at Augusta, pulled his tee shot left. And that was all she wrote. So that was unfortunate for him. And he's been in position a number of times at the majors and hasn't gotten it done. Uh, but this time he did. Uh, he won the gold medal. Uh, he gave up, a, <laughs> of course, a three-shot lead 
uh, hit his, it was on the 14th hole, he knocked his tee shot into the right bushes, and uh, mm. it was really, it, it, it kind of reminded me of somebody on this show, Mike, could have been, <laughs> and it could have been, it could have been either one of us, uh, hit it deep into the vegetation, uh-huh. and uh, uh, and he pitched out, and he wound up making a five-footer to save his bogey, uh, And but he and the uh, uh, the great Rory Sabatini, uh, noted Slovak golfer. That's, uh, that's right. Uh, but then he got up and down for birdie to reclaim his lead, and uh, and uh, and Matsuyama uh, was, was tight, but he three putted on the fifteenth hole, and in in the at the end of the day, Xander wound up winning, and uh, our buddy uh, and and our good friend Rory Sabatini, noted Slovakian golfer. We say that of course, Mike, because right. Um, Rory is a native South African. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've covered the tour for many years. You know, the guy was, uh, you know, he's always South African. Then you hear he's playing for Slovakia. Well, it turns out he married a a Slovak woman uh, whose brother happened to be the head of the Golf Federation in Slovakia. And and Rory Sabatini, the wrong Rory, I guess Mm -hmm. we could say, in the Olympics. um, Right. Uh, wound up uh, uh, getting Slovakian citizenship in 2019 and uh, played for Slovakia. And he wound up winning the silver medal. What's interesting is he probably could have played for South Africa had he been qualified. I don't think he would have qualified to play for South Africa. Right. But uh, but anyway, uh, he, he could have won for South Africa, but that being the case. So he winds up at the age of 45. Shoots a 61 on the final round, which is pretty awesome, with his wife yeah. on the bag. And uh, and he, uh, you know, after 23 years on the PGA Tour, winds up uh, winning the Olympic silver medal, which is pretty cool. And then, of course, for third place, we would call it third place in regular golf, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, But it's for the bronze medal position. There was a seven-man playoff, which included a seven-man playoff. Crazy, yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and this usually happens, Mike, um, in qualifying rounds or, for example, you know, like at the Western Amateur, which we also should talk about, which which concluded last yes. Saturday. But but you'll have a seven-man playoff um, for two spots in the uh, to get into the Sweet 16 or a seven-man playoff to get into the field at the, at the Western Amateur. You know, that's not that unusual. But a seven-man playoff for the bronze medal, uh, you know, and, and of course, in, on a regular PGA Tour event, if you have seven guys tied for third at the end of the tournament, well, everybody just splits the money. So you're T3, right. big deal. Uh, but this is for a bronze medal. So uh, there was a playoff and in which our buddy Colin Morikawa, fellow American, uh, was in it, but he did not win it. Um, and it wound up uh, C.T. Pan uh, of Taiwan. Uh, or if you like to call it uh, Chinese Taipei, which I, I like to call it Taiwan myself. He I shot do a six. Well. Yeah, he shot a 63 in the final round and won the playoff uh, to win the bronze. So um, very cool. And you might not know this, Mike. Note to audience: uh, Roy Sabatini and C.T. Pan both played in the John Deere Classic earlier this summer. So how about that? That's absolutely no, and and some local ties, and uh, so CT Pan, um, I know he's played at the Western Amateur. I know he uh, played, he's played in Skokie. He played at the John Deere, as you mentioned. So, a lot of these guys with the local connections, and um, 
the the several angles, several thoughts on the Olympics. Number one, the, the whole Rory Sabatini thing. I love that you call him the wrong Rory. That is that is hilarious. <laughs> but that is that's a Seinfeld episode. It's like, wait a second, you're from South Africa, but you're on the Slovakian <laughs> Olympic team. What? Explain that to me. Is, your wife's on your back. Tol- it's totally Slovakian, man. It's awesome. That yes, uh, that is awesome. And, and and a part of me was rooting. Not you know, I'm glad that uh, we, the United States, uh, won gold in both uh, men's and women's. Uh, a part of me was rooting for Hideki to medal, not the yes. gold, you know. But I wanted just as the as the kind of almost the host, the home country, the right. you know, the, the Masters champion. It would have been nice to see him get it. Well, and you think about that, Mike. The fact that there were no fans there in Japan. Uh, because of the COVID thing, we're still yeah. talking about this, uh, you know, a, a you oh, know, year yeah. and a half later after last year. Now mm-hmm. this year you have no fans, which is just, you know, really, really, really sad. Um, I don't know if Hideki would have felt more or less pressure with the fans there, but I think it would have been such a cool situation to have fans. I mean, um uh, we remember what it was like when good old John Rahm won the uh, made that 60 foot putt down at Olympia Fields sure. uh, by himself to win uh, against uh, Dustin Johnson down there. And I, you know, when there were had there been fans there, everybody would have erupted. But yeah. if you think about it, if you're the Japanese golfer and you have most you know 99% Japanese fans there, people would be going out of their minds and every time he took a shot or made a mm-hmm. putt or whatever so yeah. uh that was unfortunate for him that he didn't medal and i i think uh, and he's a good man so and plus we had his translator on the air earlier this year so that we, we did have a, we are we are totally biased when it comes to this show we have we know where everybody <laughs> knows where our biases are apparently um, yes yeah so uh rory mcelroy i think he finished oh yeah he was in the playoff he was, he was in the playoff these, yeah he mm-hmm. was in the playoff, and he didn't uh, he didn't uh, break through in the playoff, and neither did Morikawa, but uh, so obviously because CT won. Right. CT Pan, folks, for the folks who might not have known this, which why would you? In uh, he came over here at the age of 15 from Taiwan, played in the Western Amateur up at Conway Farms, 2009, and he was the medalist, which is to say he be, he won the 72-hole stroke play competition which determines which 16 players get into the Sweet 16 match play event. So he won that, and that in itself is a huge achievement because of the depth of field at that amateur tournament. And then he came back in uh, 2010 and did the same thing the following year, which is which is really, really very rare, uh, two years in a row. And at that age, it's, it's amazing. So he was a great player, went off to the University of Washington, now is out on the PGA Tour, and has pretty much been under the radar out there because, boy, when you get out there, you really uh, you really compete with the best in the world. So yeah, uh, so yeah, the uh, the the Olympics have been terrific for golf. Um, a little bit under the radar because I think it it is occurring for us, you know, in the middle of the night. But yep, you know, uh, it is what it is. So uh, it was good to good to see. It's it is enjoyable to wake up like last night. I went to bed. I didn't know that Nelly Corda had won the gold medal. I woke up this morning and there she was. She had won the gold medal while we were asleep, Barry. So I uh, yeah. It, it makes for uh, good highlight watching. Uh, for those people wondering, uh, the other Americans on the men's side, uh, Justin mm-hmm. Thomas and Patrick Reed uh, finished tied for 23rd. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, you're probably saying to yourself, wait a second, I thought Bryson DeChambeau was on our Olympic team. He was, got COVID. Uh, we actually have to talk about Bryson. Uh, he has a COVID stance I thought was interesting. Uh, we haven't even touched the 
uh, FedEx Classic yet, the, the St. Jude Championship uh, at uh, TPC Southland in Memphis. Uh, we'll definitely do that. I should probably, Barry, fill people in on who we have on the show. That's usually nice to do. Uh, we like to, to have people know what we have going on. We have a really cool show for you today. Uh, our Swing Thoughts segment at 640. Gary Pintz, Illinois Golf Hall of Famer, uh, five-time winner of the Illinois Open, uh, and golf instructor based out of Oak Brook Golf Course in Oak Brook. Uh, Gary will join us at 6.40. We'll talk golf swing fundamentals with him. And then, Barry, I know this was a, an ordeal for you, you know, getting up and, and heading up to Wisconsin and and uh, really uh, researching our next uh, our next guest uh, for seven. On the road again, we do our, our travel segment with Michael Riley from Whistling Straits. And I know, as I said, I'm sure that was an ordeal for you going up to Whistling Straits. You know, somebody has to do the dirty work and do the research for our audience. And uh, and I am here to, uh, to, to, to to get up on the cross for everybody. So uh, I just the, the amount of personal sacrifice that I go through for this show is unbelievable. And this will be an example of it, Mike. Yes, you are a man of the people, Barry, and and you yes. you you roll up your sleeves and and get your hands dirty. For our no listeners. one has ever said before. <laughs> anyway, but we'll talk to Mike from Whistling Straits. Barry was up there uh, earlier this week, got to play, which was awesome, and uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Whistling Straits, a uh, little travel golf segment uh, at seven, and then at seven forty, Marissa Wensler, uh, your women's Western Amateur winner at uh, Park Ridge Country Club uh, last weekend. So uh, uh, we will talk to her at 7.40. Uh, lots of other good stuff. As I mentioned, we'll continue to talk about the Olympics. Uh, the FedEx St. Jude's Championship we'll touch on. Uh, lots of other uh, nuggets and items to get to, Barry. This segment brought to you by Illinois PGA Professionals, experts in the business and game of golf. When we'll come back, though, I want to dive into uh, the St. Jude Championship and something I can't recall ever hearing. Barry, I'm sure you have seen it as a longtime golf man, but how do you play 18 holes without having 18 putts? Somebody almost did that yesterday, and uh, we will talk about that next. You have the scorecard. We are presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back on the scorecard. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Our producer, Adam Studzinski, Barry, taking the layup with Memphis music. How, how do you not immediately think of walking in Memphis? And well, that's what we, people are doing this week, Barry. They're walking around in Memphis at the uh, FedEx St. Jude Championship. Exactly. That's a great thing. Now, uh, we have uh, PGA Tour site, Memphis, and Memphis music. And this just makes it easy. I mean, my gosh, it was so easy to come up with these songs. I'm thinking, yes, I'm thinking we could go about uh, 200 deep on the Memphis Oh, music. my God. Adam. <laughs> this is Adam. like, you know, Memphis is like Texas, man. You just never get over it. It's too, you never hear, you know, you hear music about Alabama, but whoever writes about Illinois, right, you know? I think <laughs> I mean, we've got. Chi- what, Chicago you'll hear of, but Illinois not so much. We've got Cheap Trick and Ario Speedwagon and, oh, Smashing Pumpkins. Mikey likes Smashing yeah, Pumpkins. Yeah, we, yeah, we got some. Yeah. We got some. Yeah, isn't Liz Fair from like Liz. the northern suburbs? I don't know much. Yes, know. she she's, is. She's Liz. not quite as big as Ario Speedwagon, but few are. <laughs> That's right. Ario Speedwagon still getting it done. I understand they're touring, so uh, uh, good stuff there. And uh, yeah, we we love doing the music from where the tour is at this week. So Memphis music it is this weekend, uh, hey, right hey, here hey. on the scorecard. Mm-hmm. And, and Mike, if I could mention, I know we're, we've got uh, Gary on the line, but I did want to mention that uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, last Saturday at the Glenview Club, uh, there was a winner at the Western Amateur, which we talked a lot about in the in the uh, weeks leading up to it. Michael Thorbjornson, a sophomore at Stanford, uh, defeated Gordon Sargent, uh, a Vanderbilt freshman, four and three, uh, to win the 119th Western Amateur. Uh, another fabulous uh, Western Amateur tournaments. I did want to put that in. And then the other thing I wanted to say is at the U.S. Senior Women's Open last Sunday, Nicole Jurey, who has been a guest on our show, she teaches now out at Mistwood, longtime LPGA player, and Jamie Fisher, uh, a teacher at Conway Farms, who's been on our show, just brilliant. Yep. Uh, they both tied for 23rd at the U.S. Senior Women's Open. So I wanted to give them a little bit of a shout-out before we uh, move on here. Yeah, no, and and Gary is six forty, so we are good, my friend. We have oh, plenty okay. of oh, we, good. We have plenty of uh, of time to talk about. Uh, we can talk, and I was actually going to ask you about the Western Amateur because I know you went out there, correct? Right. It was uh, it, always, you know, they had great weather, which of course is the key to any, you know, if it, if it had rained or something like that, the people always say, oh well, you know, it was a great tournament, but right, but it was a really good tournament, um, and. Uh, uh, Michael Thorbjornson, uh, he was also the medalist, the 72-hole medalist, and uh, uh, he shot a course record 62 out there on uh, last uh, Wednesday before last, and 
and uh, you know, and then he winds up uh, winning uh, the uh, the match play element too. So, uh, terrific young player, uh, and this is the way some of these guys introduce themselves. Um, and we mentioned C.T. Pan earlier being the medalist uh, at the Western Am back in '09. And, uh, and just being a, just being in the Sweet 16 is uh, is quite an accomplishment. So uh, sure, uh, Tiger Woods, uh, Jack Nicklaus, uh, Ben Crenshaw, a lot of great winners of the Western Am over the years. So uh, so we'll see how Michael does. Uh, he uh, he's from Wellesley, Massachusetts. Um, even though it sounds like he's from Norway, <laughs> right? But, yeah. uh, but I guess obviously his parents are, are Norwegian. So uh, just a real nice young man. And I think the notable, one of the more notable, noticeable things, wasn't noticeable to me until it was pointed out. I have to say, uh, it, he and his caddy and some of the guys who were following him around, they all had their Lollapalooza uh, wristbands on while uh-huh. they played. So I think they were out of there. Uh, they were not going to sit around and you know have dinner with the members over at the Glenview Club that night. They were going to be out. Uh, so, uh, I think they went out downtown Chicago that night and, and had a good celebration. That makes sense. They are, uh, they are college kids or, or high school kids or whatever they are, but, uh, <laughs> I'm an, I'm going to guess Lollapalooza ranks a little bit higher than, than dinner at the club, but, uh, not that dinner at the club is a bad thing. It's a great thing, but the, uh, yeah. The uh, Lollapalooza item, uh, I'm going to guess, takes precedence. For, yeah, I would say kids. so. I would say so. And and the other, the the young man that he beat was uh, Gordon Sargent. He's going to be going into his freshman year at Vanderbilt, so uh, he'll be headed down there. Uh, and they're both they're going to play in the U.S. Amateur, uh, which is out at Oakmont uh, uh, later this month. So uh, that will be a, a challenge, and that'll be a lifetime experience for each of them. Um, the uh, the defending champion uh, Pearson Cootie, who, who uh, his grandfather is Charles Cootie, uh, Masters champion, long time mm-hmm. ago, Masters champion. Um, he was a defending champion, a, a senior at Texas. Uh, he lost in the uh, he he got into the final four, but lost. And uh, you know it was uh, it was a really a terrific event as always. So. Yeah, no, I know, and I know we we want to kudos out to the people at the Glenview Club, and I know the uh, uh, membership there was very happy with how everything went, and uh, great that they had a, an awesome finish to the tournament and a nice weekend for it, as you mentioned. Um, so, so getting to Memphis, Barry, and the uh, the FedEx yeah. St. Jude Championship. So Harris English at 13 under is your leader after 62-65 uh, on the first two rounds. It's it's. A lot of low scores here. A lot of 62s up top. Abraham Anser and Cameron Smith both shot 62 yesterday. But for Smith, I, I alluded to this in the last segment. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I mean, and you, knew how, you know how, how, well, you saw me golf, so you know, you know the, the, uh, the number of three and four putts that, that yours truly had on, on uh, our round. He finished the day. With a 62 that required only 18 putts, that ties a PGA Tour record for fewest putts in a round. 18 putts, and on four of the holes, he didn't even have to putt, which is even more ridiculous. Boy, I'll tell you, he's a young Australian. Uh, again, uh, again, you know, I keep saying this; it's boring to the audience, but. Met him when he played at uh, at Exmoor at the Western Am. Just a terrific young player. I mean, he was about 18. Then he looked like he looked like your little tiny brother, you know, so young. Yep. 
Uh, but now, I mean, his short game is uh, is out of this world. He's chipping in, and uh, the other thing is, it means that your your approach game, uh, you're you're hitting it on the green like all the time. So you're giving mm-hmm. your chance yourself a chance at birdie, um, and you're at birdie putts. So obviously, he made some great putts, uh, some par savers, and uh, <laughs> it's just. But he chipped in, I think, a couple of times. So. Uh, it's a, it's it's a remarkable uh, a remarkable thing. 18 putts, you know, 18 putts for nine holes, Mike. You'd you'd consider that a an achievement. I'd be thrilled. Or maybe Absolutely. maybe 18 maybe 18 putts for six holes. That yeah. way you, you that way you three jack every green, and uh, you know you could join three jack national, uh, which is a golf club <laughs> opening soon near you. Yeah, uh, yeah, just a, a terrific achievement by uh, by Cameron Smith. But yeah, it was that's amazing. And you also had, um, you know, you had some low rounds. I mentioned the 62s, uh, tied for fourth. Uh, Sam Burns, Ian Poulter, Scotty Scheffler, uh, and then Bryson DeChambeau and Louis Oosthuizen at nine under for the tournament. And we we've talked a ton about Louis on the show this year. He's had a great season. I mean, he's contending every weekend it seems on the tour. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable, and and we talked about early uh, how Rory Sabatini could have played for the uh, South African team, his right. his real native country, but Louis Oosthuizen um, backed out. It didn't want to go to the Olympics, did not play for South Africa. So you have to think, you know, here's a guy who could have medaled. Um, I don't know his exact reasoning, but I believe that Tokyo and Memphis are 14 time zones away, <laughs> which which makes it all the more remarkable that people who played in the Olympics uh, are so are doing so well uh, this right. week. Um, you know, Justin Thomas is is tied for 13th with Paul Casey, who was over the at the Olympics. Um, so that's pretty remarkable um, that they're doing as well as they are, given the uh, given the uh, the time zone situation and, and, and Patrick Reed, T30. I mean, he's shot 68-69. And Matsuyama's mm-hmm. right there with him, 68-69. So, and Lowry right there, T30. Uh, Shane Lowry from Ireland. Uh, Garrick Higo, who didn't, he played for South Africa. He's, he's there. You know, he's playing. Eh, for, what's a time zone or two? So it doesn't right. really uh, matter. And, and, you know, the other thing about Memphis, uh, we know that Memphis in, um, August, uh, quite warm, I believe you could say. We all agree, everybody in the class would agree that, hey, it's right by the Mississippi River. And and I can just tell you, for all the work I've done out at the Quad Cities for all these years, there is no no Mississippi River breeze the way there is a Lake Michigan cooling effect. You know, there's, Mm -hmm. there doesn't exist. So it's hot and swampy uh, down there. And, um, and so obviously makes the green soft, it makes the fairway soft. And when things are soft, uh, the boys are really good, so uh, pretty impossible for them not to go low at a, at a course like that. Yep. No, and uh, uh, so I mentioned, uh, you know, Bry- Bryson DeChambeau, too. So he came back. So he was supposed to be at the Olympics, uh, but tested positive for COVID. He was not vaccinated. Uh, he talked about that a little bit because he lost like 10 pounds, uh, lost some uh, some mm. torque, some miles per hour on his speed. Uh, but had vaccination comments about, you know, he'd rather give it to other people. He's young. He's not, you know, I, I think he's one of the 
I'm going to wait until it's FDA approved kind of guys. But either way, I mean, he, he got COVID. He had to miss the Olympics because of that. Uh, but he is back playing now as well and, and playing well, which is actually, I would imagine, I'm thankful that I did not ever get COVID. I'm going to imagine coming back from that is not the easiest thing, but he's right up there. He's four shots back, uh, tied with uh, with Louie there, heading into today's round. Yeah, um, it's such a personal choice, and, and we know that if you look at the demographics of uh, vaccination a little bit, um, most of the people who are uh, in the real target area of COVID, of, you know, of dying of COVID, uh, would be older people, 60 and over. Um, so by far, that's, that's the death. Those are the people who have, been, who have died of COVID, and many have underlying conditions. So they're basically, I shouldn't say all vaccinated, but 90%, I believe, is the last um, thing that we've seen. Um, but on the other hand, you can get it, and you can be really sick. I mean, look, for example, at our, I know we're going to ver- verge into baseball here, but Yoan Moncada, I mean, for the yeah, White Sox. Sure. I mean, he, he if there's a more in-shape Adonis-like figure in baseball, right. a guy who like, looks like, you know, he was chiseled from the, from the imagination of, of God, right? Uh, he got COVID last year, and, you know, he had that long-term effect. You know, he'd run around the bases, and he'd go in the dugout, and he was totally out of it. So to me, if, you want, if you're a pro athlete and you look at that um, and you want to still, you know, ch- chance the fact that you're not going to get it or, you're, or that your symptoms are going to be mild, which in the case of younger people is the truth, um, you know, you can, you can risk it, but I don't know. And it's not FDA approved, but all that, but I, I don't know, you know, and, and I, you know, let's hope, let's hope the fact that he has had it now gives, gives him immunity, uh, which, which I think is the case in a lot. That's the other thing we're not, we don't take into account as much is that there is a lot of immunity, natural immunity out there. Um, so that's, you know, that's the, uh, the analysis that, that he's made and, uh, I have a couple of friends that I saw earlier this week, and uh, they're in their 70s, and they did not get the vaccination. So, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. We we are not doctors on this show, and no, uh, we certainly, no. we certainly but, do not but need we to are, But, Mike, we are uh, amateur epidemiologists. I'd like That's to right. just say that. <laughs> That's right. We've been doing, we've been doing this for, for uh, two seasons now, so we, oh my we certainly... God. We have that down. Uh, I should mention before we go to break, a uh, friend of the program, Stuart Sink, is at six under in the tournament yes. tied with Dustin Johnson. Uh, and uh, and look at Will Zalatoris. Uh, you know, yeah. made a splash at the Masters. He's a, he's right in contention there at eight under par. Yeah, Will's had a bad back for a few weeks here, so uh, but uh, he is uh, he's. Um, hey, Carlos Ortiz. I forgot to mention him from Mexico. Yeah, he, uh, he's T11 and he came back through the 14 time zone. So good for him. Yes, he did. We are uh, late for a timeout, Barry. When we come back, we will do our swing thoughts segment. Gary Pins from Oakbrook Golf Course, Illinois Golf Hall of Famer, will join us and we will look forward to talking to Gary when we return. We also want to give you stuff. We love doing that. CDGA.org slash contest. It'll register you to win a CDGA starter pack. You'll get an Imperial hat, towel, and zero-friction super tube with Spectrum at balls, tees, and a universal fit glove. Everything you need to start the season, just head to cdga.org slash contest. Swing thoughts when we return here on the Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Mike Esposito, Barry Cronin on 670 The Score.
Let it happen. Be the ball. Be the ball, Danny. You're not being the ball, Danny. Well, it's kind of difficult with you talking like okay. that. Okay, I'm not talking. Stop talking. And now, the Scorecard presents Swing Thoughts. Some free advice from the best teachers in the game. And we are back on the Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito with you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8. And Barry, as uh, as our little intro just told us, it is time now for Swing Thoughts. We are thrilled to head on out to the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. There we find Gary Pins, golf instructor uh, at Oak Brook Golf Course in Oak Brook and also Illinois Golf Hall of Famer. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, Gary. Thanks so much for joining us. Gary, five t- you're a five-time winner of the Illinois Open, which, of course, was contested earlier this week out at Stonebridge country club and it was won by uh tk kelly uh he won by four strokes was the leader after all three rounds of that 54 hole event and uh uh, played well he was an ohio state uh he's an ohio state alum and i grew up over at medina blue kelly and tim kelly so uh congrats to him we'll have him on the show one of these days too we hope um but you're a five-time winner of the illinois open gary and uh Man, you did it as a pro as a, and an amateur, so uh, those got to be good memories for you. Absolutely good memories. The first one was uh, at Elgin Country Club. I think I was 19 years old and an amateur. Uh, that was a thrill. Yeah, well, for sure. And then, of course, you you know, obviously you played the PGA Tour for, for a few years and uh, not an easy place to go. Uh, and you're in the Illinois Golf Hall of Fame, so that's uh, that's tremendous. So we're really, really privileged to talk to you today. Thanks. Quite an honor uh, to find out that I was uh, like inducted to the Hall of Fame. It's going to be a great thing. Yeah. Um, and you also, uh, we should note, uh, you taught Kevin Streelman uh, when he was still in high school. He's out there uh, tearing it up on the PGA Tour, kind of under the radar. Every once in a while he pops up, but, man, is he having a, he's having quite a career. And, of course, uh, some folks remember uh, Rob Gruby, who uh, was a was a uh, a great uh, amateur player, uh, played out at Stanford and made a real impact in the college game. So, uh, but Gary, I kind of wanted to just talk to you a little bit about. Um, I know you teach a lot, and you're teaching I don't know seven or eight hours a day now, maybe more, uh, with all the, the interest more. in golf. <laughs> more? How much? You, how much do you teach in these days? Uh, I've been going about sixty hours a week for the last uh, three months. Wow, so the uh, the a lot golf of people that need help. Golf's grown because <laughs> of uh, people wanting to get outdoors because of the COVID uh, issue, and uh, golf's really grown. It's great to see, and a lot of young people come into the game. Young kids, you know, eight, seven, eight, nine years old, are out there hitting balls and playing. Yeah, and then they realize. Do they realize then, Gary? At some point, when the new golfers realize at some point, boy, the the guys that I see on TV sure make this look easy. And but it's but it's not. No, it's not easy. Um, I start I start my teaching generally with someone that's a beginner with showing them the grip, uh, starting really at the impact position, showing them how to grip, what the tour players look like at impact, and and you know kind of reverse engineering from there. Uh, they can get the grip on the right place. They can hit the ball easy, you know, most easily, straight and far. If they don't do that, then they're constantly fighting with their swing trying to hit the ball straight. 
talking with yeah. Gary Pins, Illinois Golf Hall of Famer and uh, golf instructor out at Oak Brook Golf Course. Uh, and Gary, just in reading about you and learning more about you as you're having, uh, as we're having you on the show. So you've been, and not to date you and work, you know, Barry and I make uh, old man jokes all the time about ourselves. So <laughs> I will you spare you that. But, okay. but no, I mean, you've been involved in the game in one form or another ever since you were a high school student back in the seventies. And, and you've really had a nice, long, varied career in, in one way or another in golf. And now how, how is it after having had so much success as a player where, you know, you're now kind of on, on the other side, you're, you're, you're trying to teach the next generation of players. Well, I certainly enjoyed playing the tour. Uh, the gra- greatest thing that I missed really was the players, the camaraderie that we had uh, playing the tour and traveling around. And we didn't have Tiger Woods money then. So it was tight uh, money wise, but uh, it was a great time meeting the people and have friendships that they'll have forever. And, and I kind of miss the guys, most of the guys in the senior tour now are friends of mine. And I miss them. I got out there to see them at the, uh, at, uh, at, Exmoor a couple of years ago, but uh, teaching golf is a better career. I've enjoyed this more. I've met so many people, gone uh, many places to play golf. In the wintertime, I do golf school trips, and I've taken people all over the world, really, to play to play for four or five days, and just meeting the people that I've met and and having uh, the satisfaction of seeing someone like you know Kevin become the player he has, or Rob Groovy, or even the uh, people that I teach that uh, have won club championships. Uh, recently, Kevin Gasek, a friend of mine, won the club championship at River Forest and, you know, texted me and thanked me. And it's just great to see that kind of stuff happen. So I've had a great time teaching and actually I like the teaching career more than the playing career. Gary, we talk about uh, there's a lot of difference now among um, uh, uh, these top these top schools recruiting uh, athletes more than uh, uh, golfers who, you know, back in the day, they would recruit you if you had won a bunch of junior events. Now, it seems like they're, re- they're recruiting people uh, based on their TrackMan uh, numbers. So we've got an article about this. Uh, I'll plug uh, Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Uh, we've got an article about this uh, this this month. Uh, about how you know top schools are recruiting kids based on their ball speed, etc. Uh, but these are multi-sport athletes. These are guys who maybe picked up the game later. You were you played a lot of other sports, did you not? I did. I played baseball and football and basketball and hockey. And but I, I stopped doing that about sophomore year in high school when I fell in love with golf and wanted to be a PGA Tour member. So I, I focused all my attention from that point forward on golf. So what and do you see? And numbers with. Go ahead. They're doing with the trackman numbers. Golf's a power game. I hit the ball longer than most of the people when I was playing, uh, and that's an advantage. It's a power game, and they're looking at people that can hit the ball a long way. They can they can teach them the short game. It, it's, instruction is so much better now than when I was playing because of the technology, in particular that we can see the club face throughout the swing with the, with the video cameras that we have. And we have a lot of teachers feeding into, uh, into a, a consortium of information that makes it easy for a teacher to become better and even for the college coaches to really help someone uh, improve their game, even if it's a little bit shady when they come in. Yeah, it's remarkable. I mean, yeah. Technology has made a huge difference. Technology has made a huge difference. For me, just the camera, seeing the club face uh, on on during people's swings and what they're doing with their hands and that make it so much easier to to correct and, and fix people. 
So in what in what year? Um, I mean, do you think the kids have to kind of make a decision no later than maybe their sophomore year in high school, or uh, to be a single sport athlete there with golf? Or, or what's your thought? Yeah, I think so because there's so many people wanting to be in golf, and golf is growing. Uh, Tiger brought the athletes into the game because he was one, and uh, you know just the, the excitement that he brought to the game just brought so many people in. So the the, the pool of people coming in to the game to play is large. You better make your decision pretty early. I'd say maybe freshman, sophomore year in high school, get committed to it. Talking with Gary Pins, uh, golf instructor at uh, Oak Brook Golf Course and five-time Illinois Open winner. Uh, and Gary, so I'm curious, so you, you've obviously, you've played your whole life. You've had great success, uh, played on the tour, et cetera. As you're teaching now, do you bring back stuff? I mean, did, who, who taught you? Do you bring back stuff that you learned as, as a kid or as a teenager growing up? Do you bring that Absolutely. type of stuff back? Yeah. Absolutely. My brother Doug taught me the, the basics of the swing when I was probably 8, 9, 10 years old, and I've been using those same basic principles ever since, and they work. It got me to the tour, and he's a, quite a, a great teacher himself. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the things I learned throughout the tour, playing with people and just watching, talking over the swing with people on the driving range. You know, I've been with some of the top players in the world, and they're my friends, and we talk about the, the swing, and and you get an idea of what they're doing. And by observation, you know, I can see how people's bodies are slightly different. I, I might compare someone that looks like one of the tour players with the type of swing they have and try to formulate it, you know, kind of like that. And Gary, you have a you actually have developed a, a little website uh, where you kind of go through this. It's called golfswingmastery.com, and it's a 30-day program um, focused on key elements to to improve your game. It sounds like a really good weight loss program too. You know, if you could, <laughs> if you could work. it's a workout for sure. It's going to be able. To- I thought I was going to be able to do it in about six months, and it took me eight years to do it. And it's very <laughs> thorough, and it's if someone goes through the program, and several people have gone right through the program, and they loved it. Everybody that, that has the program has, has made positive comments about it, and uh, it will teach you, you. You go through it. You will learn the swing, train the swing at both a beginner level and an advanced level. Short game. i got a gym video in there. Everything. Not nutrition, but <laughs> everything else. <laughs> Well, that's good. And then in the winter, you also teach over there at the uh, uh, Links and Tees uh, Golf Dome in Addison. So, so that's cool. So, uh, you're all over it, my friend. Thank you. It's been a great career, and I'm very blessed to have been able to uh, make golf my livelihood. Well, and yeah. Gary, as we let as we let you go, uh, we appreciate your time. I know Barry had, had mentioned, uh, you know, Kevin Streelman was was one of your uh, students you know way back when he was a high schooler what what give us a kevin streelman nugget for those of us that like watching him out there on the tour i mean did you know back when he was a high school student hey this this kid could be something no but he he was a real good basketball player and a real good athlete and when when i was with him he wasn't one of the top players but he became that in college he went to to i think with jim suddy and, and dan kochevar helped him too it, it wasn't a one person thing but i was with him pretty much from the time of freshman to maybe junior year senior year in high school so whatever I, his swing is very much what i teach i mean it's almost exactly i can use him as a as a as an example for what i'm teaching someone so and he's still he's got a great swing and He's a great young man, too. And, of course, Gary. Gary's a Wake Forest uh, uh, golfer. For, you played golf at Wake Forest, and Kevin uh, 
went to Duke, so uh, there's a little ACC action right there. He made, yeah, he made a mistake there, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gary, hey, we, we really appreciate your time this morning, uh, and good to talk with you and continued success out there at, uh, at Oakbrook. Sure thing, and thanks to you guys. Good luck, Gary. Thank you so much for being on. That sure is thing. Gary... That's Gary Pins. Uh, he's an Illinois Golf Hall of Famer. He uh, teaches out at Oakbrook Golf Course. Uh, GolfSwingMastery.com is the program uh, that Barry was just uh, talking about with him. A 30-day program. You talk about in-depth, right, Barry? That's uh, that'll keep you busy. Right. If you're on, if you get, you, you know, if you start your weight loss program and Golf Swing Mastery in 30 days, you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be on, you got to be, you're going to be in great shape. Uh, lose all the weight, and uh, and then you'll be out yeah. on the tour. You never know. I, I always enjoy talking to guys uh, when we do our swing thoughts, and Gary's a great example of this because as you uh, you know, and, and a lot of this, like right, I I know of Gary just from from talking about him on the show and and stuff. But you know, here's a guy who back to high school in the 70s, and you know he's been in golf his entire life, and he's been able, as he said, he feels very fortunate. He's been able to make a life, a career of golf. Um, and I think to me, that's, that's the dream, right? You, you were able to do something you love your whole life, played golf at a very successful professional level, and now you're giving back, you're teaching, and, it, and it's still your job. That sounds pretty darn good to me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a real, uh, and there's so many people in golf who are like that, uh, people who have, who have been real good players in high school or in, and, and or college and maybe played the pro circuit a little bit but just weren't quite, you know, weren't quite, good enough to get into the upper echelons or to be a, a, a you know a really uh, a successful uh, PGA tour member or whatever or you you know there are guys who I know guys from the Illinois section who maybe missed uh, qualifying school by one shot you know by one shot they didn't get on the PGA tour and and their lives change but they do stay in golf they become club pros they become they go to work for equipment companies um, for uh, golf tournament uh, operations uh, outfits. Um, so, yeah, it's great. And that's just because people have the love of the game and they just they love the environment. The people are terrific. And um, it's just uh, it, where, where you can, you can, you know, you can do pretty well. Um, yep. And you can and still be involved in a game that you love. So it's, uh, it's, very, it's very cool. It's great stuff and good to talk to Gary. And uh, when we come back, Barry, we will do our uh, frequent on the road again travel segment. Uh, Barry did some legwork on this one on his own. A uh, very difficult uh, operation that we sent him on to go play at Whistling Straits <laughs> earlier this week. I know he's got the battle scars to prove it, but we'll talk to Mike O'Reilly from Whistling Straits. When we return here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, this is 670 to score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.